You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Graceland After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Graceland After Show. Oh man, we're back. Hello, AfterBuzzers. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Graceland After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. It's been so long. I'm so glad this show is back, and I'm so excited to get started. This is actually Season 2, Episode 1 of Graceland, entitled The Line. I am your host, Stephen Lemieux. Throughout this episode, you can uh, tweet me, at Stephen Lemieux. And then I am also joined by amazing co-host. You might remember her from last season a little bit. And I think she's going to be here the whole season this time. Miss Stephanie Georgie. What's up, Graceland agents? I am super (laughs) excited. This was a very, very good first episode. Um, I know a lot of our followers said that they kind of forgot what was going on um, last season. Do you want to kind of recap it, or should we just end with the fact that Charlie and Mike thought that Briggs was Odin? That blew up. Everyone, you were unsatisfied. I was a little bit unsatisfied with the with the ending of last season, but no, not not how it left off, but more at how they killed Jangles. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just needed something more satisfying, like maybe a head crush. No, I'm just kidding. Right, <laughs> That'd be terrible. But no, um, I, I don't think we really need to. I think everyone's kind of just yep. amped up for season two. And if you want to, you can go back on YouTube and watch our after shows for season one. The playlist is up there, and I've actually tweeted out. So again, just go to my Twitter and find that and watch it. But man, this episode, so of course, this is season two, episode one, The Line, which we get this opening shot of Mike shirtless in a chair with a bag over his head, breathing for air. And they're choking his blank out exactly and i just i didn't know what to expect from this because they're asking him um they're asking did you find the line did yeah, you find la the linea, line gringo, la linea. La linea. and we're, we don't exactly know at all what is going on at this point because they're they're pulling that future future beginning right stuff they're just show. giving us a taste of it so that it pulls us in and then they kind of start with the show again because you got to start off with that what, what the hell was that huh huh mike no not mike. i know so um especially since he was since we're knowingly Knowing that he's supposed to be in DC, yeah, and then that happens, and that happens, and because we at this point we know that he went to DC, but we don't know what kind of work he's doing in DC. Mm-hmm. So to have that kind of be the first thing we see of Mike, we're kind of wondering what the hell's going on. But so we get we get um we'll just introduce like the kind of storyline before we get to all the people because we haven't even been introduced to everyone yet. Mm-hmm. So Briggs is staking out. He's meeting this boat guy, and he's cruising down. Which at first, when I first saw um, Briggs driving, I thought for like a second that he was not doing. He wasn't on the job. It made it look like the way that they ended it last season. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's in Mexico now, doing his thing, just like escaped. Yeah, because of course it got released that he was on heroin. He was addicted to heroin. He was dealing with all of that. So you never really know what happened to Briggs. And now we find out that he is on the job. Yeah. He's actually meeting a man about a fish. Uh, he rolls up in his car. He meets this guy, Leon, mm-hmm. and he's got a nice big cooler full of delicious looking snapper. But really, underneath the snapper is Claymore Mines. Claymore Mines. Man. Honestly, okay, so a Claymore, man, a Claymore Mine is a military grade mine that they basically put in doorways 
or they put in different areas, and the way it explodes is outward. So you put the back of the mind towards where you don't want to go boom, and you put the front of the mind towards where you do want to go boom, and it shoots out all of these Literally in that forward direction? Like, it doesn't... It's like a conal direction, yeah. Oh, that's nuts. Okay. And they, like, stand up in the ground, and they pull backwards as they blow up. So they shoot out, like, million, like not millions, but a lot of these metal balls, and they just... Destroy to, everything. They right? rip to shreds anything that's in front of them. So a guy who's getting about a, a cooler full of probably ten to fifteen of these things—I forgot if they said how many no, how many were in it—that's some pretty hardcore stuff to be giving to somebody who's connected with cartel, who's connected with whatever he is connected with. I mean, people don't buy weapons just to like mm-hmm. put them in the garage. Yeah, well, they don't buy these it. kind of weapons to just put them in their garage. Um, so then we we get introduced to we to Johnny for the first time this season. Right. We find we this, start little by little. We see the rest of the crew. It's mm-hmm. an op, you know. We get the Johnny Charlie chemistry going on there. Mm-hmm. We're like, ah, oh, you shouldn't have stolen a mug, right? Which they from last season. We know that they have a brother and sister relationship. Mm-hmm. Which I have to say that it's so funny to me how much they want to emphasize on the the coolness, like the dynamic of that group. Which I'll I'll. Furthermore, on which that, group when, do you mean, though? Graceland, which I'll talk oh, about Grace, once we okay. get back to the house. So they they're about to follow through this mission. They're mm-hmm. about to take down Leon. Leon's the boat guy. They're about to arrest him because they've proved they have sufficient evidence at this point. He's given Briggs the money. Mm-hmm. The transaction's been made. He is buying weapons military grade illegally. Right. But when Briggs looks on the counter and sees a picture of Mike, mm-hmm. he's like. Hey, what's this? Yeah. Like, how do, who, why do you know this guy? And it's then, like, oh, you know him? Right. Right away, Leon lets us know that there is a hit out on Mike. No, that's not the truth, though. That's not... That's... Well, okay, but he lets him know that. No, he... He what... says that, and then he's like, from where? And he's like, Kaza. But that's the thing, and that's what's so interesting about it. That's, so, that's what's so interesting about watching the episode and then remembering the scene is that he never specifically says that he knows why they're looking for him. Mm. He doesn't know either. He's like, why are they offering so much money? And the guy's like, I don't know. Oh, so right. From okay, the so it's start, emphasized. Perfect. So then they did a really good job at that. Yeah, from the start, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a cover. Like they, it's just what he assumed. Mm-hmm. And what I got to wonder at this point is how much Leon actually knows. Because Leon's the one who says it was the Kaza, and the way they set up this meet and greet, like with the with the Kaza to come get Mike later on in the episode, their tattoos were so fresh, right? Like they had to have been done that day. But it's not their first time. Easily, Leon can be one of those people that everyone kind of goes through. Not not necessarily the messenger, but the in between person where. It, there's no reason to really like kill the guy or anything that they could use him real quick. He's not he, he's not a rat or anything like that. He just does his thing out where he was at, you know. So it's not really he's interfering. So I'm sure that they had to grab someone that was believable to pull in like Mike. Yeah, I just gotta wonder. I, I gotta wonder what they told Leon. Did they tell him it was cartel, or does Leon know more than he's letting on? Also, because he said that they were going around. Everyone was going. He said they were going around town with this picture. Yeah. Right, but apparently they left the picture there. So I'm wondering if that was a setup. Oh, well, they were probably giving multiple people the picture, but what I... And, like, to hold on to it, though? Yeah, because, I mean, if you see this guy, like, you're not going to This remember. is what happens. We were talking about it. I we know, instantly it's... become agents, and he's trying to figure out everything in the oh, show. Oh, I, I, I do that, though. This show... <laughs> not me, too, because I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I always look too deeply into things sometimes. Maybe maybe they were going around town calling themselves Kaza, mm-hmm. and that's what they were wanting everyone to believe, Movies. because it's not... It's definitely not the cause. The problem I have with it is they wouldn't be – these lower guys wouldn't know about the line if it's such a top-secret thing. And if right. the line was so well-known to lower-ranking people, they wouldn't have kept it a secret this long. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm kind of wondering if the line is kind of a uh, 
not a Trojan horse, but a red herring at this point. Okay. And it could, the bus line still could be a code for something else. Um, mm-hmm. So we get introduced to this guy, Zelansky, who's the new sharpshooter. He's, uh-huh. he's a DEA agent that we find out a little bit later. But yeah, he's a DEA agent. Every time I see him, he's with a rifle. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming he's the sharp. He's, an, he's a good shot. Right. Um, it's definitely his hobby before he did it professionally. I know, right? you got to figure that out. And he is taking over Mike's old room at Graceland. And also one thing to note, the picture was from Mike when he was working as Levi. Right, he was the Marine Mike. He was the Marine Mike taking care of uh, taking care of Bella, training his guys to shoot with the military rounds. So they call off the they call off the op. Briggs calls off the op to leave because they're not gonna arrest Leon now because he's kinda got a lead that he needs to follow. Mm-hmm. So he goes to uh we cut over to Mike in Washington. This is our first time seeing Mike yeah. not taped to a chair with a bag over his head in Right, the what season. he's really doing. So apparently he's he was doing an investigation there, but we find out that when he had first got to DC he was he had a desk job. Is that what they were saying? Yeah, so he went to DC and so what we find out about Mike is he went to D.C. kind of like a rock star. Like, he mm-hmm. rolled in there, like... He's this undercover agent. Normally, D.C. is for the desk jobs. Quantico is for training, and that's it. Big dude on campus. They give him a desk job, and he's kind of like cowboy, so he looks into this bus thing and wants to work on this bus op, basically treating Washington like it's Graceland, using agents for field work and, like, operations, which is not right. what they're all it's, about. Exactly. So... We get him, um, we get his team giving him a bunch of crap, his supervisors calling off the op because, look, all they found is a bunch of guys with Cuban cigars, all mm-hmm. they found is some liquor ring, like, so it's not really working out, but he... It's making him look bad. We kind of get the explanation of why he's looking into these buses. So passenger buses don't have scrutiny, like, people don't scrutinize them as much when they're going through customs, when they're going through x-rays, they don't mm-hmm. even have x-rays. Right. And I think what they're talking about with the with the fuel is that... Every time, like, I think buses are the same as trucks and that they have to be weighed, maybe. Mm-hmm. And maybe the fuel didn't add up with the weight of the buses and things like that. So they know right. that they can transport t- They could, tons because of that's heroin. what they do. Like, when you go through customs, um, you know, right when San Diego like, County ends, mm-hmm. it's the same thing, those weight lines. I mean, they're all over the country, but that's, that. I mean, that's a genius idea. So it's in passenger buses, and no apparently, like an energy type apparently the cartel is uh, smuggling in 10 tons of heroin a year. And apparently that could take him, like, a month just using these these cargo buses. Yeah. So that's why he thinks it's such a big deal. Right, and they also said that the country would be good. They'd have everything they need to be smuggled around within everywhere. Tilt your mic forward, Steph. Or I can't hear you. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so it's kind of... It's, it's an interesting concept because it just goes back to show that criminals... Here, twist the thing on the right and push it forward. Got it. Criminals are always more clever than the police in some respects. They'll always find something that, um, it, they'll always find a clever way to get drugs from one place to another, and that's why the police try to be one step ahead of them. But like sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. And now we have this international smuggling ring that the police don't even believe exists. And Mike is just onto something because Mike's clever and trying to figure this thing out. And he has a new, oh, wow, you're right. I, I thought I didn't hear myself, but maybe my volume was just down. My bad, y'all, if you didn't hear me this whole time. Technical difficulties. No, just grab the thing on the side. I know I did. It did it's not going for me. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to do this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, guys, we're back. Sorry about that. I just wanted I wanted you guys out there to be hearing Stephanie Georgie's voice loud and clear because her opinion matters, and I totally butchered that word. Opinion? Opinion. Opinion. My opinion matters. What do you think? Of course. Opinion matters. So after this, we're, we're introduced to Miss Jess. Jess. Who is your typical girl because she tries to say that they're casual and that it was just fun. And even mm. though she's, yeah, she, she helped him out with that in the first place, right? She mentioned the buses to him. So that's why he started doing it. Now she's about to go back to, no, he's about to go back to the office and she's excited about it. Says that they're just having fun. And then Mike gets a phone call from Briggs. Well, she explains a little bit that he is the executive assistant to the department director of the FBI. Right. And, and she's he like, wants to move up You have steady to climb it steady and slow, just like everybody else. Mike don't like that. Mike don't like he that. He ain't about that life. Yeah, he ain't about that. Man, he was making out with Paige by episode eight. No, I'm what? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> no, but uh, so, yeah. And then, uh, oh, yeah, I also wrote down Cranston's a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one guy in the office who was given a bunch of flack. But yeah, so they're sleeping together, kind of like hookup buddies, but she's kind of wanting more, it seems like, and he kind of... No, well, I don't know. No, she she, acts she makes like a comment. She's and then, trying to be like a pager, like a Charlie, that are like, oh, I don't have any emotions attached. She makes a comment later, once he's in California, like that she's pissed that he didn't let her know, yeah, exactly. which is your typical thing. He does not have to inform to you nor let you know every like step of his plan. So is she his supervisor? Because it seemed like she has more pull there than right, he well, does. But she, only within the office. Okay. Right. So she she's like in that as if like in like an advisor, the way like Juan Dio was. Okay. That kind of a thing. So she's just she's mo- she's kind of on the same level, but she's been there longer. She has mm-hmm. more pull. She can she can work around the politics and all that stuff. Perfect. So let's go ahead and uh, get into the first Actually operation, so. which starts with Briggs inviting Mike back to Graceland. Yep. Hey For man, some surfing. Only. You got a hit on you. All right, I'll call you back. I know. Uh, what? <laughs> You're just gonna hang up on me like that? Yeah. So we get we get we get Mike coming back to Graceland. Um, he hints at uh, he hints at his repair work while he's on the phone, like how he's kind of things are different for Briggs now mm-hmm. that everybody knows about his heroin use and things like that. And he just is like, you know what? Come out for the weekend. We'll lure in some assassins. We'll use them against their body. You know, it's just weekend warrior stuff. You know, it's like yeah. building a shed. Well. We'll just knock it out. That's it. Yeah. What if, if what would you do in that situation? Would you be like all about being bait for assassins? If you're a um, Mike? Um if I was in that line of work, yeah, probably. You'd just be all down for like hopping well, yeah, on a plane. Yeah, because you have to he just finished busting not excuse me, in the bad way. Like he just he ruined his little bus thing going on. And so now he needs something to make him his rock star again. You know? Like the action, once you've been out of it. For a certain amount of time, like, wouldn't you have the craving for it again? And just to go back to California and to see what the house has been like and to see what where Briggs is at right now? I think that's more appealing to him. I think it's kind of like the same as going back to your old job, like, just for a visit. Mm-hmm. Like, you're curious. Like, you don't want to work again, but you're just kind of curious to see how everyone's doing. And right. I guess Mike does in this Which case. Which is funny that again. you're saying that because uh, the creator, Jeff Easton, he says he said that he was he wanted that to be seen that way as if someone left high school and then you're coming back to school to kind of see everything the same but not like you're just you want to you're coming to visit you're not homesick but you're kind of like you're curious what did everyone do after i left how are they doing and you can tell from his arrival that he's kind of like he's he's kind of feeling angry that things have gone different since he left Mm because he 
I think all people kind of think that people can't do their job without them there because right. Mike's a bit of control freak. Not mm-hmm. And you want to believe that you have something to do with what they're all doing, you know, that you play a part, that you're a factor in how their life and day-to-day job goes. So, yeah, sorry, this isn't the first stop. This is just introduction to Graceland. So our first scene of Graceland is shenanigans. You guys like shenanigans? Because we get shenanigans. I know. So they're all blindfolded. Well, let's see here. So three of them are blindfolded. We got Paige, Johnny, and Jake, mm-hmm. uh, Dale Jake's. Um, they're about to. Um, they're about to take apart their take gun, apart their guns. put it back together, blindfolded, and they have to run over the shotgun, spin around. Um, right, a um, drinking game, but your DA customs slash yeah, you're just, FBI version. So we got Zelensky, we got Charlie, just watching. Apparently, Jake's is allowed to cheat because right. Jake's allowed to do whatever the hell Jake's, he wants. But Jake's exactly <laughs> he a boss. He can do what he wants. Um, and then Mike just comes in on that and is like, "Oh, uh, what's going on?" Hey. And then we get this. We get this really quick camera. With Paige and Mike. And then right after that, we get a little bit of Zelensky looking on from the background. So I'm thinking, like, this is a kind of a clue to Zel- well, I What they did good there is that they created the tension right away. Yeah. And again, I was um, reading up on how everything was going to go this season. And that's what was the focus there was to really see to create that tension. Because I think uh, apparently, well, I can save that for news and cross it. I mean, no, go on. OK, apparently that this is where this is how season two is going to start. Um, it's. Like the show going, it's going to start with the tension that's going to happen at the house and it's going to create the show to be something better and what it's going to be ultimately for this season. Um, and how they they made it a point to make the house completely different because it, it's almost as if did they do better after he left? Was he the problem? Was he not the problem? That's kind of and I think that's why the tension's created. You know, there aren't labels on the every, everywhere on the refrigerator anymore. Everyone's a little bit more loosely. Guns are allowed on the second floor when before it was absolutely not allowed. So they're a lot more casual than they were before. Well, I'm wondering if there's no secrets in Graceland now. Because mm, last right, season... they haven't mentioned that. Last, last season, a lot of the basis of Graceland was there's, there's, everyone's, there's no secrets in Graceland, but everyone's got secrets against each other. Mm. Briggs is Odin, and he's pulling off these huge like drug deals to gather up the heroin to try to take down Jingles right. for his own personal revenge plot. And then we have... Well, not personal, but revenge for avenge, I guess, right. is the right word to use. And um, we also have we have a history now, and mm-hmm. that's the most important part with this. Is in when, in last episode, Mike was entered into the house as someone to spy on everyone. Right. So that creates tension in its own right. But once they know who he is, and once they kind of know what's going on, and he's helping them more, the tension kind of lessened it did, yeah. for everyone except Mike because Mike still had to keep it a secret. But. In this case, now we have history with everyone because we have a whole season with these characters. We right. actually know who they are. We know... And they're, be, they're going to be more embraced in this season. So they're involved in all of the storyline. It's not just focused on Briggs and Mike. However, that was a good story. I, they are trying to emphasize how good these other characters are. Like, they have more to bring to the show. Exactly. And that's what I'm really looking forward to. Is like This, this episode, it really seemed like... The way it seemed like the first twenty minutes of a sequel to a movie, okay. Where you, and then now it's about to start, and yeah, and like the the sequel, like if you have a movie and then they make a sequel like five years down the line, right? Because you have to kind of catch up, make sure that everything falls into place so that the rest of the story makes sense. Yeah, and and the characters have things that are different with them, like They've everything's developed. everything's not the same. Yeah. You enter the sequel unless you're like the Demo- way that it would be in real life. They're doing it correctly. Yeah. So, Which we see a little bit of that when we see Jake going, walking into the house. Being so happy when he sees Mike, he hugs Mike. Yeah. You're like, what? 
All right, gives him a big hug, which you know before Jake was this cold person. He seems to be opening up. We see him looking at the house for him and his son. Yeah. So that character right there is developing a lot more. I mean, let's go ahead and knock that out because there's only two or three scenes with Jake. Mm. Um, we see Jake happy not even labeling the orange juice then we see uh, johnny giving a little crap for a credit report right and he's like you gonna buy a car i'm gonna buy a car no i'm not gonna buy a car johnny i'm not gonna buy a car so we we get this apartment he's looking at it's a two-bedroom two-bathroom and jake says something a little bit curious my son yeah we'll see maybe he's gonna try to you know build this friendship see he i don't want to say have his cake and eat it too because i don't i don't believe in that but i think he's genuinely gonna try to create balance in his life you know, I worry, though. I worry about that because... Was that dangerous for a son? No. Or because for... he'll be out of Graceland? No, no, neither of them. It's it's interesting that he's getting an apartment outside of Graceland, but it's also interesting that he is getting his hopes up. And mm. he's always been a very moody character. Well, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that he's not exactly getting his hopes up. I think he's going to prepare himself. I think he's preparing himself for something that's not even set in motion yet. Okay. I think he's like preparing himself for like, it's oh, like, I'm going to get my wife. It's a pitch. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a pitch. A pitch. I can, honey, I got this place. I want to spend time with him. He's got his room. Everything set it's up. It's safe. It's Nothing away from Graceland. It's doing. So I think he's really kind of like setting himself up for failure in this OMG. respect. And it's sad because he's kind of the, he's, he's the, he's a sad character. I mean, he's kind of a tragedy in some respects in the show. Well, he has he has the other complex story that we all kind of want to know about. Yeah. So Jake's is always kind of an enigma. I mean, last season he was seen getting drunk in the bar next to her ex-wife's boyfriend and trying to figure shit out. Excuse me. Oh, Stephanie. I know. No. So yeah, you know, it's 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 we'll it's we'll crazy. see that. We'll see that coming on. Um and then we learn to continue. Yeah. To continue. Yeah. We learned Zelansky's uh, nickname Bates. Bates. That's Zelansky's nickname? Zelansky's nickname is Bates because <laughs> they caught him jacking it on surveillance because he was doing a stakeout for 12 hours. So they caught him on surveillance jacking it. So they call him Bates. Kind of reminds me. No. Of, <laughs> it, it reminds me of Runkle from Californication. So bad. Yeah. Terrible. Ooh, my favorite surprise of this season so far is what? Charlie and Briggs getting it in. I mean, if we're going to skip right to that. Yeah, I mean, we don't really know who cares. We can jump we'll around. learn it's about fine. It's him fine. later. Yeah. So, Charlie and Briggs, yeah. So, <laughs> Briggs is, like, in bed. He's having hallucinations about, like, uh, burying. He's dreaming. He's having nightmares he about nightmare. unburying Juan Badillo. Burying Juan Badillo, a book by Briggs. Shut up. <laughs> no, exactly. They're doing that. And then Charlie, like a sweet honey boo-boo, leans over and says, you're having a nightmare. I think literally my notes at this point. Is bed, Briggs, hallucinatory dreams, digging hole for Juan. What, Charlie? <laughs> Seriously, I was like, whoa, okay. She jumped on that. She sure did. Hey, but I think we all kind of wanted that because they, when they were playing Eric and Anna or whatever their two character, their undercover characters were last season, mm-hmm. they that was they looked good. It was cool. It fits. It goes. It goes. Um. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was a surprise, but at the same time, they're flawed in the same ways. Mm-hmm. Charlie did the hair of the dog. She has kind of a drug problem. Um, and we see Briggs earlier is drinking water, which when when Mike meets him for the first time upstairs after he walks in the living room, he's mm-hmm. drinking water. He's not parting downstairs the rest of them. When he's he not... comes up with a bottle for Briggs. Yeah. And uh, it's just I feel like Briggs is in these programs with the with the with the with the feds to 
make sure he's clean just to keep his job because he probably has all these regulations he has to keep to. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to see Mike playing fast and loose a little bit more this season, and Briggs is going to be the one trying to hold Mike down, which is kind of a huge juxtaposition from last season where it was Mike's the one by the books and Briggs is the one playing fast and loose with his job and with what's going down. So that's kind of an interesting thing for this Mm -hmm. season, kind of throws the characters into... Mike's want Mike wanting to be a rock star again, so right. Mike is going to be a little bit more flippant with the rules. Well, practice makes perfect, so now Mike is officially going into this with experience. Yeah, and like he's learned his side of the game, kind of. He's learned his side of the game, and he's learned that it's not exciting to be in Washington. No, exactly. Um, I want to actually. Throw- and Jess is whack. I- <laughs> I mean, she's not whack. She's a really cute girl. But I mean, as far as characters goes, I think he needs to be hooking up with Paige or like somebody in Cali. Who? Mike. Oh, he's. I mean, we see the Paige scene later. Um, Johnny's hungover. Uh, he always ends up on. And Johnny's complaining about uh, not really taking lead. He's mm-hmm. never case lead. He's always just leading he's the, the team. He's y- the little brother, the young one. So you know? this is kind of like a uh, a foreshadowing to him kind of pushing out and lashing out more to be a case lead, and I feel yeah. like that's going to get him a little bit reckless, and he might end up in a sticky situation later this season. Oh, I know, right? Oh, I that's not. the that's the foreshadowing in this scene. And you know what? Speaking of foreshadowing, shows that have foreshadowing, they really like to kind of bend your mind and wonder what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for like a total mind trip that's going to like keep you guessing for hours, check out the new smart sci-fi film, The Signal. It's in theaters June 13th. It explores what happens to a group of college students on a road trip when they're mysteriously lured into the middle of a desert by a hacker. Instead of, like, you know, mutant people, like, it's a hacker, which, yeah. you know, can happen. <laughs> you have a GPS. You're trusting it way too much. Where do you end up? Oh, you're in the middle of the desert. Great. Now what's oh, going to happen? A ha- oh, like hacker as in yeah, the like, hacker of a like GPS. A computer hacker. Genius. Um, suddenly everything goes dark. When one of the students regains consciousness, he realizes he is in a waking nightmare. The film stars Lawrence Fishburne with, if you watch Hannibal, you have to love Lawrence Fishburne. He is phenomenal. Duh. And, I mean, of course, he's Morpheus in The Matrix. but. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you right now, and, yeah. Hannibal, one of the greatest series on TV right now. I can't wait for season three. Anyway, he's making his return to the sci-fi genre since the Matrix trilogy. He hasn't been in any other sci-fi films since those. And also on the cast, we have Brenton Thwaites um, from Maleficent and Olivia Cook from Bates Motel and Sarah Clark from the Twilight films. Marshall Fine of the Huffington Post says that the signal is imaginative of a sci-fi tale since District 9, which, as we all know, is when the aliens were conformed to this district and it was kind of doing a play on, you know, the different classes and things like that. It's a very interesting film. Um, Signal is directed by William Eubank and opens up in select theaters this Friday, June 13th. If you want to see a trailer of the film, find out more information, visit focusfeatures.com slash the underscore signal or go to the signal in opening select theaters this Friday, June 13th. Friday the 13th, guys, go get lost in a desert and led there by a hacker. (laughs) Oh, man. So that actually sounds pretty good. I might have to check that out. You should probably too. But back to Graceland because I love my little uh, guessing for hours TV shows as well as my movies <laughs> and okay so we we get this um, we get breakfast it looks like Valensky's kind of pulling the Charlie role now a little bit being mm-hmm. the mother of the house he's baking the eggs for everyone how hey, you like your eggs guys you know I'm gonna be that guy who just makes food for everybody I want to like see it. a sauce day this season I want sauce day I want sauce day <laughs> we need sauce day again Again, we need sauce day. They're doing they're doing some throwbacks to last season, and I'm really liking the little Easter eggs. The beginning of the episode had the taco truck, 
Okay. Briggs was on. Briggs was right outside the taco truck on right. the phone. He's talking to right, right Mike. We get um, the chore. The, cho- the chore wheel. The chore wheel. Better Mike. That Better was, Mike. That was awesome. And I kind of agree, Zelensky. You know what, Aaron Devite, get out of here. We got Zelensky. I'm totally kidding right now, guys. Uh, hello, Aaron Devite. My life loves him. Oh my God. So here's the operation, guys. Johnny's team. Oh, look, it's Johnny's team again. Ain't case lead. Mm-hmm. Um. We're going to set it up where Mike is selling AT4 rocket launchers to Leon, and Leon needs to see and confirm that it's, I think they said Mike Libere. Right, that Mike is who he is in the picture. Exactly. So they're going to confirm, they're going to bring the cavalry, they're going to arrest him before noon, they're going to go surfing, and then we're going to go Hawaii Five O episode on our hands, you know? <laughs> That's how it's going to go. I'm telling you right now, this this operation is going to go off without a hitch, Stephanie. No, I know. I swear it. to God. I believe you. Also, Briggs is getting a fake tattoo. Also. Which they didn't um, actually showcase, really. It was, a, at, it was a scorpion. Yeah. Oh, was I know it's a scorpion, but they didn't really showcase it when like they were doing finished? the Like, Yeah, like, yeah. They, didn't, they didn't comment on it in the in the thing. So, um, of course, we get, uh, what is it? Oh, this was just a little quick scene with Mike and Charlie where Mike's really worried about Briggs. Mm-hmm. And Which I think was necessary to need because we didn't know where everyone was at. Yeah. And I'm surprised because if we all remember, at the end of last season, Charlie was going hard on Briggs's case, on him being Odin. And Mike was going nuts, too. Like, it was both so in their heads that it kind of blows my mind to see Charlie in bed with Briggs. And then Mike, like, I miss you, man. Mikey, blah, blah. And, you know, just Briggs chilling like ain't nothing happened before up in Graceland right and now. And Mike just sees the, the panties on the he ground. sees the panties on the ground. And he's Ooh, like, that's so good. <laughs> I know they're not pages. I like, know they're not pages. It's like, yeah, well you cast the first stone. It's like, ooh. True. Throw some shade. True that. Boop. Charlie knows Jesse Janity. All right. <laughs> but yeah. Um, no, so then we, yeah, we just, we see all of that happening and that was good because I, yeah, I mean, Briggs at the end of the day got away with it. He got away with it. He's he got Odin. A, yeah, he he's got away with it. Odin. He's Odin. He set up some guy with his own false identity and sent and him off. And that's that. They not even. They didn't even mention the tape. Yeah, they didn't even mention the tape episode. this episode. But so we, that's going to blow up later. But when I want since we're mentioning since we're mentioning Charlie right now because uh, I also thought um, I think they're going to find out that he was Odin this season, of course, because that's why they had the tape at the end of last season. But mentioning Charlie right now, we get a small scene with Charlie that's very solemn. She's smoking a cigarette. And this is before, um, a little later, but um, she's right. smoking a cigarette and she's, and she's watching, watching Juan Badillo's family. Right. She feels really guilty, I think, because one of the big things that was emotional with her is that she was around Jingles, like, a lot. Yeah. And she didn't see it. And she even says the last season where she's like, how could I not know it's him? I was around him all the time. Like, how could I not know it's him? So I think really she's blaming his death. Well, she had to question himself a lot. No, no, but Dio is is um. No, I know the. But I'm saying okay. she was Juan Dio died. Like, oh, because of what because, everything was going because on. Because right? she couldn't tell. Because she didn't know that. Cortez, Who she was talking to was yeah. Jangles. Because right. she couldn't see that Cortez was Jangle. Juan Dio was dead. And that's why she's feeling really guilty. That's why she's watching the family. She almost died. I feel this is going to make her a little bit reckless this season. She's smoking a cigarette. And then we get a line from Briggs, like, I thought you quit. Which is perfect because he kissed her hand and smelled the cigarette on her fingers. He's he's sly. He is. He's He's so sly. So, yeah, I think that's going to make her a little bit reckless this season. They're putting little, like, like, 
Imagine each character is a tree. They're putting little knocks in the wood at the base oh, of the tree right, right now. We're kind so, of getting a hint. Not a hint, but yeah. Little well, with, post-it notes of kind of what's going on. Well, we get it with Johnny. <laughs> we get it with Mike. We get it with Briggs. We get it with Charlie. We get it with Jake. Not everybody. Everybody's getting Everyone little knocks one. in the bottom of their tree, and you don't know who's going to fall down this season. And you, we still haven't had anyone get really seriously hurt. Mm-hmm. Which I, mean, I think they're doing a good job for a summer series. We kind of needed to build and develop quicker because we're not we're, we're limited to so many episodes. So that's kind of, that's good. Like now we're just getting the show on the road. Let's see the drama. Yeah, and we actually get um. What was I going to say? We get the first S word of the series. Yeah, right in right S-H-I-T. in breakfast. Yeah, we get the S H I T, which USA man, surprise, surprise. Okay, so um. We get um we get the little operation. Leon's, Started and going. Leon's the guy from the boat. You know, he's kind of like, yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. And pulls a gun on Briggs. Mm-hmm. And we're like, God dang it. Yeah. And I, I actually really enjoyed this scene because they're trying to work it out. Mike shows up with his gun. They're trying to work it out. Briggs is blocking the shot so Johnny doesn't kill Leon. Right. And Briggs is just like, all right, this is stupid. Shoot him in the Shoot hand. Shoot him in the hand. And then he shoots him in the hand. How did you do that, Briggs? Because maybe I'm a fed. <laughs> that was good. Sorry, we you found damn that hilarious. idiot. Yeah. Are you serious right now? I just now? like how he said that, too, because sometimes I feel like Briggs is always on some hidden stuff. And so I was just happy that right away he was like, Leon, Being you're so dumb. Yeah. yeah, so quickly. And with, like, uh, with you know, he had that, like, you're you're dumbass right You're going to freaking double cross me? I'm a fed. I'm a fed. Oh, man. You're an idiot so they find out that he's gonna call the guys so Briggs just takes the phone and is like yo he tried to double cross me you're mm-hmm. dealing with me now I got the guy you want the guy which was yes, funny because the Briggs tried to go hard and then the other two on the phone went harder yeah they were like, we'll, like t- nah. we'll, t- we'll tell you the time and place exactly. we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna just tell you the time and place and we'll meet you there so they show up at a spot and they hear a dog barking and everyone kind of hears it they're like what's going on like oh maybe a dog fight two cops LAPD shows up well I wanna I wanna Take it back a little bit, Stephanie. Okay, I'm, but we're a little bit short on time. We we got time. Okay. We got time. The next show started late, too, so we'll be okay. Um, so, all right. So get this. So Briggs calls off the investigation. Okay. He's he's worried that Mike is, um, I mean, it's just kind of too dangerous because Mike's, Mike's not in town for that long. He doesn't want to put Mike in that situation. He's just like, no, I'm not going to pig you be bait again. Right. We're calling off the investigation. And this is kind of our first real sight of Briggs being a, a safe player now. Mm-hmm. And in in last season, Briggs would have been like, no, Mike, you're doing this. Right. We got to do this. You, well, you want to take him easy. down. You want to be the lot. rock star. Mm-hmm. And Briggs says, no, he's playing it safe. I think he just doesn't want to piss off anyone who's his superior. He doesn't want to deal with anything. I think he's just kind of playing everything by the book this season. Well, he should. And then Mike gets a – talks with uh, – and they, they give him a bunch of crap because he calls him a bunch of burnouts. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I'm sorry you took your first-class ticket out here and wrinkled your brand-new nice little Washington suit. Exactly. Your little pansy boy, Aaron Tveit or Tveit. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and then he meets with Mike and Mike, I mean, he meets with Paige. Right. Then they have that quick little discussion. Back around. Well, they got to bring the fire. They got to bring the fire pit back because mm-hmm. we got to see that familiar she says, sight. Uh, DC kind of turned you into an a-hole. Yeah, man. Nothing feels like. I mean, like- but that's so bound to happen. Once you leave a certain place and you, yeah. Are you kidding me? Rockstar. His head grew. His head got a little bit big. Yeah. And then he came back. And she kind of she kind of connects with him with like nothing really feels like real life after you've done this job like like you're in your office but you don't know if like you have to be you or who you have to exactly. be like that kind of thing. And it's just he crazy tell- if you really think about that lifestyle. 
I know. I haven't been able to be my... No, I'm just kidding. Um, he tells her about the bus theory, and she's just like, look, man, there's enough dead rock stars. Yeah. And we're getting this rock star word a lot this, this I know, episode. the new nickname, like, throw out Levi. I mean, it makes me... It kind of... This whole dead rock star theme kind of makes me worry about... Mike's um, character? Mike's character no. for later in the season. He'll, it'll I be mean, fine. he's never going to die. I mean, come on, guys. Like, you... He's Mike. He's but something bad's gonna happen. Well, obviously that's how the show gets. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, let's see here. So Mike goes to Briggs, says, "Hey, kind of know somebody in Washington, Section Chief. I'm kind of gonna do this with or without you." And he said it just like that, y'all. It's kind of gonna do it either way. <laughs> you on my team, or you cannot. See ya. Yeah. That was my cartoon animation. So you know how they did it? They did it with them. Briggs was like, all right. Of course, because they're boys. They boys. You know, they drive that Jeep together. (laughs) That beat up old Jeep that's back from last season. So here's the op. And who is in charge of the op again? Who's not on the main lead for the case? Briggsies. Johnny. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because, sorry, Johnny, you're not even anywhere close. You didn't even pop in my head for that. Sorry, bro. No, Johnny, you are, you are just, you are just the guy. He'll develop, he'll grow. He's just the team up. He's not the, he's not the main lead case guy. He's just the team case guy. So, uh, yeah, the assassins are late. We get dogs that keep talking about these dogs that are barking all over the place. And they're like, oh crap, there's a dog fight. Mm -hmm. And then we get this police car that's just super sketchy with these cops that don't even say anything to the guys. They said, you two stay there. Yeah, you two stay there. Yeah, well, there. because they had to attend to what was really going on. Those cops were totally in on the thing. Paid. Paid, yeah. Those, the the whole. Everybody knows how LAPD work. I'm just kidding. Sorry, why, Popo. That's why. That's why they set up the. Uh, <laughs> that's why they set up the meet there. They knew the dog fights. Yeah, for was the going distraction, in. everything. It was a whole little diversion. And this also makes me think. Okay, there are some people involved in this. So you got. Let's see. Okay, so you got these two guys. Who who show up that Leon, of course, Leon's there with the laptop to mm-hmm. identify them. We've got these two guys who show up with Leon. The cops are, everyone's going crazy. People are running everywhere. We see Mike and then we see no Mike. Right. And we're like, crap, they took him. And then we see this Cadillac SUV driving away. Yeah. All right. These two low-end guys. With the quickness, might I add, they took him. Like, to get a grown as man without having like heard like any kind of struggle however I, I understand that there was a lot going on right then but still that was like so these guys are not newbies these no guys, they are newbies they are not newbies and that's what i think is i, I think throwing the other throwing charlie off i think that's i think they're throwing that off too quickly because they have the they have the quick dry the tattoo, tattoo the fresh tattoo but just because they have that it just means that they're just means they got the tattoo to do this op they're not kaza after we find out about the bus line they're not kaza oh right like they made it look like new kaza yeah they're so, just trying to frame kaza yeah they're trying to frame kaza so they make themselves look like new kaza mm-hmm. but they're probably high up members in whatever it is that is going on maybe because then mike and uh briggs start discussing you know why would they send newbies to oh yeah you're right they wouldn't send newbies to take to get this job done and they, they they kept mentioning a new method of torture. Yeah, the Kaza haven't used bags before. They mm-hmm. like the lead in the eyeball kind of thing. Yeah. Um, two newbies wouldn't know about the bus line. If the FBI doesn't know about the bus line, it's right. secret. And you'd have to be pretty up there to know about it. Okay. And the fact that they had clout to get 
Uh, right, so this is just an entire different thing, yeah. and they're out there. Yeah, we, this we're has just nothing to do with the Casa. Mike. They're just trying to frame the Casa. They're just after Mike because they want to know what the FBI knows about the bus line. Yeah, because obviously they set off some triggers somehow when Mike was investigating it, mm-hmm. or obviously somebody is an informant for the whoever's this is involved in. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at you, Jess. Sorry, love you, hun, but I never trust anyone who's with Aaron Tveit, and I don't trust no females. Jealousy? No, no. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Paige and Charlie are my girls. Stephanie Georgie, there's one female you should trust, though, and that is Marie Menounos, who has um, a new hello. book that Duh. came out June 3rd. It is The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness. Look at me, Vanna Whiting it. Um, I actually have some published pictures in here, four pages in the back with exercises of it on it. There's nice. recipes in here. There's diet plans. There's a bunch of uh, different workout plans. Lots of just advice on how Maria actually lost 40 pounds on her own mm-hmm. with no money no willpower and you know what and i can vouch for it because i have to say uh ladies out there and people after buzz friends um i took some of her tips this season i started march 5th with some of like her her tip diets and i lost 10 pounds How'd you get the book in March fifth? No, I'm I just didn't kidding. get the book. She, she has, has, a, she has no, no, a lot she of tips. She has the one on the magazine. Yeah, the it's no. She she published it. It's like a little short version, and she gave little diet tips. It's not. It's like so. The if, book you can, ones. if you get that from just the magazine, then the book is going to be great. So How guys, definitely girl? check out the book. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it in bookstores everywhere. And uh, go ahead and tweet us. Tell us what you think of it. But also make sure you tell us what you think of Graceland After Show by going to iTunes and rating and commenting on iTunes. Um, we have a lot of great ratings from last season. We love you guys. We like bringing you guys the, the guests. We like bringing you guys the, the writers, the producers. Um, we already have Brandon J. He's really interested in coming back this season. Uh, Brandon J. McLaren, of course. And you can follow him on Brando J on Twitter. Brando uh, J. McLaren. Great gay. And you guys should definitely follow Julie Parton. I want to give a shout out to I Julie know, Parton. Julie, who just had a little baby girl. She's so cute, like a little peanut. I know. Little little tiny. Her eyes are so blue and gigantic. But yeah, Julie Parton is, is a new mom. She couldn't join us for the panel. She might try to join us for an episode or two. But follow her on, I think, at Julie Parton, correct? Shout out to her and congratulations to her. We love her. Yes, we do. Um, but yeah, go to iTunes, rate and comment, subscribe, and we'll give you a shout out next week. So, yes. Yeah, so they basically, they switch cars, dump them in the trunk of the one car, get him out of there, take him to this interrogation room, and they just throw this bag over his head and being like, oh, where do you, what right. do you know about the line? What do you know about the line? And because of that, that's when he calls Jess, which leads to our conclusion of not trusting her. Yeah. Hmm. And then um, because this kind of all came into play for him, he decided that he wanted to make this uh, an actual case for himself. Fortunately, because of the position that he's in and because of Jess's pool, mm-hmm. he is now in charge of it and then has to go to Graceland with an announcement to all of his Graceland mates that they'll be working for him. We get eye rolls and a little bit of irritation from every single one of them. And then that's like, boom, season two, I'm moving two, baby. back in. And he doesn't have a name on the chore wheel anymore, so he probably don't even have to do chores. Um, Yeah. And I think they found him because they used the security cam footage from the red old car that the homeless guy told him about for mm-hmm. 20 bucks. Good on you. Good on you, homeless man. Yeah. Real American hero. And old. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about predictions. And now, you know, you're after 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 after. we'll do it after. In the scenes, we get uh, Briggs is in a problem. He's in Mexico, 
And Charlie and Mike fight about he went down there for you. Right. There are, the, the tension's already begun, which is so funny because the only reason why there's tension, I have to add that in this episode, Charlie, when she comes in to check on Mike after he'd been tortured, she's like, get out of the way. We're family. She says it. The creators are doing a very good job of kind of focusing on how they want us to feel, plus to kind of make them look cool. You know, that always makes you more attached to a show is just kind of wanting to be like, dang, I wish I lived in Graceland. But um, it's that's why the tension always gets created, and that's why their arguments are so much more worse, because it's not a professional argument where you don't care. You care about these people, so it makes everything that heavier and that much more intense. And like you could see that just kind of building because Jeff Easton they get is into really each good face. at that. Yeah. When when he when he writes a show, he chooses directors that can really kind of get his get what he wants across. Mm-hmm. So every shot counts. Every shot has a purpose, and every shot, you know, it just kind of shows you who the characters are. Like Briggs, especially when we first get introduced to, uh, not the first time we get introduced to Briggs, but the the hallucinations. Everything about this episode has really steered away. It hasn't really mentioned too much about what happened last season like with Juan Badillo because mm-hmm. of the tapes that's the th- that's the cliffhanger we got from last season we get well, the then tapes. your prediction go um no but I'm finishing my thought oh. but he throws in these, <laughs> he throws in these little scenes like the hallucinations yeah like the I mean, but that's um, gonna haunt someone regardless and Charlie going to the family it just brings you back to the storyline from the last season so it doesn't make you forget it right because we know it's gonna come bite us in the ass um my predictions for next week I think we're going to be here doing the after show. I just don't have uh, – I don't really have too many predictions because you can't really go too far forward with the first episode. Yeah. I don't want to predict who it is. I think that there's someone in, in Washington who – there has to be somebody in Washington who knows that Mike is digging into this case mm-hmm. because otherwise there wouldn't be guys all the way out there. And it's interesting to wonder why – if Mike's in Washington, why are they still looking for him out there if Mike – if it. So the mole can't be in Washington because they would know he's there, not in freaking Grace, not near yeah. Graceland. So I take back that prediction. Um, I do want to say that I want you guys to tweet me what the license plate number was of the Cadillac that took Mike off in the first place. And I'll give you a shout out next episode because I have that written down right here. But let's go ahead and move into news and gossip with Stephanie Georgie. After Buzz TV News. Okay, so um, I was reading up on some of uh, Jeff Easton's, you know, thoughts on the show. And what were to be expected is that last season was, you know, wanting to be identified as a very dark season. But th- this season, it's going to get very, very, very dark. So expect much more. Would you say there's a lot of violence last season and everything else? Was it dark? Would you would you identify it, it as dark? I mean, the guy got his hand chopped off and shoved in lead and another guy got lead poured so in his gonna eyeball. So it's going to get worse. If you, you know, he said that last season was bad. This season is going to get worse and that we're expected to see the old Briggs come back because Mike gets into this position where he feels that he needs the help and that the only way he's going to get help he decides that he might have to go with the old strategy. He needs the mighty Odin. The gray, the gray area that, that Briggs so very well introduced us to should be coming back to help him with this new case. Well, it was so brilliant. And then the lies will all begin all over again. Do you think? Let me ask you one thing. Do you think Graceland burns at the end of the season? No, Graceland will live on forever. Wow. Don't you <laughs> forget about me. All right, right, guys. Is that all the news and gossip you have? It is, but I also have some more news. You can find me on Instagram at SteffiG47, and that's Steffi with a Y. And then you can follow me on Twitter, which please do, at Stephanie Georgie, G-I-O-R-G-I. Thank y'all. 
And you can find me on Twitter. You can read my name down there, at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. And also doing the Californication After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Make sure you tweet us. Make sure you rate and comment on iTunes. And we will see you next week for Graceland Season 2, Episode 2. Out. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 